Hi, you're listening to Secrets for an Inspirational Life with me, your host, Mimi Novik. I'm so happy and thrilled to have you here with me. I have created this series for all of us so we can change our world together and live a more holistic and balanced life. Together, we will share lots of inspiring stories from all walks of life, speak with leading experts, enjoy healthy living ideas, explore music and subjects that inspire each other to always have hope. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate all of you. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Secrets for an Inspirational Life. How are you all tonight? Here in the United Kingdom, it's nighttime, it's winter. People tell me it's not winter, but um, I'm convinced it is. And as we always love to speak about the weather in England, it's one of the main subjects, I think, of daily talk. And I think that is because all of us somehow recognize that we all have within us the seasons. There is a time and there is a place for everything. And what belongs to tomorrow, we cannot take today. So we must accept that our soul, our being, our heart is prepared in every waking moment to become all that it can be. But we also must be patient to know that there is a time for this. Now, I am really quite excited and very delighted to welcome my guest tonight, who is the wonderfully talented Marco Missinato. Marco is a renowned singer, composer, artist, and photographer. He has worked as a photographer on one of Italy's leading magazines. He grew up in Italy and from his early childhood, he felt a strong natural tendency for music, composing from a very early age. And together with this composing heart, I would like to say, and particular sensitivity and awareness that he had led him to lead a life of deepness and a sense of otherworldliness. Marco aims with his work to assist and stimulate those who feel called to their realignment within their personal lives, while re-establishing a connection with their soul. Most importantly, he uses his creativity to produce musical experiences that support and facilitate the release of blocked emotions within all of us. Marco feels that such emotional release is necessary and even mandatory for humanity in order to be able to vibrationally continue its awakening process. More about that later. There is so much more to Marco and his work, which he will share tonight. And as he shares his fantastic journey, I would like to welcome him. Welcome, dear Marco. 
Hello, Mimi. Thank you for having me here with you. It's lovely to to be with you and your lovely, wonderful guests. Oh, well, thank you very much, Marco, for being here tonight. It's really quite an honor. And I'm very excited because you are such an interesting soul, I have to say, with so many things that you do. So, so many. But tell me, where are you right now? I have to share this with the audience. He's in one of my favorite countries in the world. Yes, right now I'm uh, in the south part of Italy, uh, right mm -hmm. at, the, at the bottom of the of the boot. <laughs> and uh, uh, as I am talking with you, I'm I'm looking through the window, the full moon reflecting on the ocean, because I have a little house uh, right in front of the sea uh, here in uh, south of Italy, an area called Salento. How beautiful. Oh, my goodness. So here we are in this moment in time, sharing this beautiful energy of yours with this phenomenal moon that sometimes we forget, don't we, that we are actually all looking at the same moon. Yes, we are. We are. And, um... And this moment, as we're speaking right now, is uh, is is kind of a very very special moment uh, right now. Where where we are doing this podcasting, um, there is a lot of vibration going on on the planet right now that is going to be uh, having a, quite an effect and impact on whole humanity for uh, for the next months and here to come. Yes, there is something definitely that is resonating within all of us. Because when you speak to people, everybody has this sense in a way of apprehension, sometimes a little fear, nervousness, but also this truly huge red readiness, I think, that something huge has to happen something is in the air we can almost taste it feel it and very soon become it we are uh, at the end of a cycle uh and uh, this uh, operating system this dream that we are all living together which is the the physical experience on mother earth uh, operates uh, in cycles and right now we are at the end of 25,000 years of cycle and it's starting right a new one and uh, so there is a, an amazing transformational uh, wave of energy occurring right now a, a reset uh, of, uh, of the operating system of this experience of this hologram that we are living all together right now and uh, so after uh, 10,000 years of uh, quarantine, um, we are now opening up, uh, the veil is, is dropping and we are starting to remember who we really are. My goodness, and we forgot for such a long time who we are. And yet, for souls such as yourself, you're here to remind us, to awaken us, back to, I suppose, remembering what promise we made before we came onto this earth. 
Well, the the um, the forgetfulness uh, uh, is part of, in a way, we can say, is a part of, of our contract. Uh, when we incarnate in this uh, in this uh, in this uh, amazing journey uh, called a human journey, uh, by contract we accept uh, a level a certain level of forgetfulness. Some a little bit forget a little bit more, some a little bit less. Uh, but this will uh, it did allow us to have a fresh and genuine experience because if we would remember everything of who we really are. Um, it would deceive the experience. It would uh, uh, reduce greatly the experience. So most of us um, came here um, forgetting almost everything of their identity so that they could go through this level of uh, dualistic experience or this polarity in, uh, in, a, in a very um, uh, open, open and genuine way, in a very pure way. Uh, and some of us uh, now uh, are uh, starting to remember it very rapidly uh, because they are going to be the facilitator, those souls that will uh, uh, facilitate the transition from the old dream to the new one. And I, and probably you too, happen to be uh, two of them. It seems that everybody is preparing, in effect, for their role, for their real role. That I see every day with people. I suppose that it is a delicate process. And I see from the work that you do, it is something that you so wonderfully do is to remind people what it is that they are meant to be doing here. Because I think at the moment, a lot of people are lost. They don't know, but they need to know. And I know we can say also, some people are meant to know more, which of course is true. Some people are meant to know less because that is the way that their destiny is, I suppose. But with yourself, how did you know, Marco, what your sole purpose was? Because it started from childhood, didn't it? Tell us a little, let's go back a bit. Um, how did you get into all of this? What age? Because you started composing and writing music and being aware, spiritually aware, from a very young age. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, yes, uh, because the uh, the purpose of my soul, um, everybody has different purpose. So it's not that someone is better than other. We are just uh, uh, having a different intent when incarnate. My, my intent. Uh, for for the purpose for the fulfilling of my intent as a soul, uh, I had to remember a little bit more uh, than uh, than the collective. And so when I was already about three years old, I could feel uh, the col the collective pain 
the collective fear. I could already uh, feel uh, many, many uh, aspects of the collective and that uh, put me right away at work. And of course, uh, the best way to exercise uh, support for life is to is to express our uniqueness because each of us with no exception is a irre irrepetible miracle and this miracle resides within, within ourselves and the best way to go through this uh, this human journey and to be uh, uh, the best way to be supportive in this human journey is by taking responsibility and exercising our uniqueness, which uh, it expresses itself through joy and through imagination and through creativity uh, and through um, uh, a tremendous amount of love for life. Uh, these are the tools of the soul. And then of course, some people, uh, some soul don't recall these, um, <laughs> this dynamic, these para this parameters, uh, and some, some people like me uh, re remember from almost from the very beginning. Uh, and, and again, this is not uh, that someone is better than the other, it's just the purpose of every soul differ, and so the level of uh, forgetfulness also differ, uh, changes, okay? So for my specific purpose, uh, since I was basically a little boy, I was already at three years old, I, I already was uh, aware of the uh, vibrational frequencies of the planet. And, and so immediately I would go to the music uh, to, uh, to bring balance, to support, to raise the frequencies of my, of my surrounding. Is that something that you found came to you naturally? Is it something that you could experience fully, even at a young age? And to keep that feeling throughout your life, into your adult life, because I know as children, we can, when we know so many more things, and we remember so many more things. But as the conditioning, whether it be from parents, guardians, uh, relatives, you know, schooling, whoever, it's sort of um, mostly, not always, of course, um, but mostly people want to, in a way, put you in a bottle and shut the lid and for you not to talk about these things, for you not to experience these things. So... Were you able to be free throughout your childhood to feel and to experience and to take these gifts further? Well, of course, I, I uh, endure uh, quite a, a, a number of uh, conditioning, uh, but... Uh, um, I, I never really got lost in the game. I never, uh, felt that I was uh, the game and the game was the only thing that existed, which is something that many, many other souls uh, 
um, um, fell into. Uh, this is because uh, there are fundamentally uh, different categories of soul that come into the planet. There are a, a, a vast majority of soul that come here just for the ride, meaning they come here and they just are here to follow the game, to follow the curriculum till the end. Uh, and, uh, and that's a, a quite a, a substantial percentage of the world population. And then there is a, a minor percentage of the, popo the population, about 15%, probably uh, now it's getting a little bit uh, higher, this percent, but it's about, about right, 15, 10, 15% of the population of soul that came here, not just for the ride, but came here to change the game because they knew that uh, this time that is occurring right now would have come. And uh, humanity needs to uh, uplift itself and go through the process of remembering in order to continue its journey into the new cycle. And so there is a, a good 15% of people uh, which are uh, of soul that are called, uh, there are many call them star seeds. And star seeds are soul that are quite advanced. And they basically responded to the call of Mother Earth, uh, a call for support. Uh, and so since the, the 50s and the 60s, they started to incarnate the star seeds. And then there, is, there was a new wave in the 70s and the 80s, and then a new wave in the 90s. And now um, I would say most of the, of the children that are born now are star seeds. And again, star seeds are very advanced uh, soul that are going to be uh, once uh, the parasitic entities that have been controlling this planet for thousands and thousands of years, uh, of years are eradicated. Uh, the star seeds are going to be those uh, soul that will position themselves as the guardian and as uh, the administration of this planet that. Uh, is going to be uh, very, very, very important for all the expression of life, which are now really watching what is happening uh, in this little tiny blue-green planet, um, which is uh, quite amazing, an amazing show that is happening right now. Yes, it is an amazing show, I have to say. Um, now, star seeds. I know I've heard of them and I'm aware of them, but for people out there, Marco, that haven't, um, a little explanation about star seeds. Okay. Um, fundamentally, um, we are not the only. Uh, uh, this planet is not the only planet that is alive. Of course, there is a multitude, an infinite multitude of uh, other form of light. You can call them extraterrestrial. You can call them star brothers and sister. You can call it whatever, whatever is best way to call it. But uh, we are definitely not the only uh, uh, people alive in the planet. Uh, and among the, uh, in the in the uh, galaxy in the multiverse, uh, there is uh, uh, a free will uh, uh, law that uh, we all uh, in this uh, 
immense diversity of life, we all embrace this free will. And so uh, within the free will of the, of, the, of, the, of the solar system where we are and, and our planet, we are having our own experience. Uh, and uh, however, what happened is that uh, in the 40s, uh, humans started to play with uh, the uh, nuclear bomb. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but there was, uh, uh, I think in Japan, was used the bomb in uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that uh, episode kind of uh, created a problem at the galactical level, because now uh, we were interfering with the free will or other life existences. Uh, because when you use uh, that kind of energy, uh, now you are not only create, creating problem within the planet, but you are potentially creating a problem at the uh, galactical level. And so at that point, uh, the free will needs to be uh, interfered. They have to interfere and they have to do something about it uh, so that um, the uh, affairs within the world, the planet, didn't, didn't uh, have the um, ability to uh, be also negative for other life existence outside of the planetarium system. And so uh, because that, uh, it's been uh, the star seed had been uh, um, invited to incarnate into this planet to um, let's say contain and uh, uh, make sure that certain things don't happen at the galactical level, don't have a negative uh, connotation with uh, at the galactical level. So this one was one of the reasons why. Uh, uh, souls uh, star seed have been coming in. It was a response to Mother Earth call for support because the moment the humans started to play uh, with the nuclear bomb, they became a, a threat for 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 many many other planetary uh, aspect of life, uh, and so. Uh, and that's one, one way to respond was to send uh, this beautiful soul uh, that um, are here to um, adjust and make the changes necess necessary so that uh, um, we are going to, uh, to the next dream in the most uh, uh, loving and, uh, and mo most uh, gentle way. It's a beautiful way to put it, actually, Marco. It is, um, it's, it's a particular sensitivity, I think, that is growing amongst people. And a waking up, it is correct. A waking from the slumber, a waking from the sleep, and a time where it is an exciting time to be on this planet. And I always say to myself, when, you know, sometimes you can see all the things that are going wrong, but in effect, they're going right in their own way. It is meant to be. I remind myself that actually this 
is part of a greater plan, a beautiful divine plan, and that we are part of it at this time. And that is quite an honor, isn't it? It's, uh, it's, it's even more than an honor. It's a privilege. It's, it's just uh, uh, the most amazing gift uh, uh, for all of us to have this precious uh, opportunity to be here in, in, this, in this avatar, in this uh, body and witness and be part and participate to the incredible transformation that is occurring right now in the planet, which again is going to have an effect on every other expression of life. It's phenomenal and I am, I do feel privileged. And sometimes I say to myself, come on, you know, this is difficult, um, but it's worth it. And I wanted to ask you, Marco, with your heightened sensitivities and your deepness of spirituality, how do you carry this uh, wisdom, I suppose, this energy? How do you um, live your life? Let's put in inverted commas, this human life day to day. How do you do it? Uh, well, um... I think uh, the, there are some elements that are very important, uh, particularly for uh, star seeds. Uh, one is to commune with the fleeting moment, with the here now, because we, um, as a mind, as ego mind, the ego, what that, what does it do? It constantly creates past and future, past and future, and it creates a, a, usually a very dramatic uh, narrative because the ego basically is a storyteller and his purpose is the is the is to distract ourselves from our true essence uh in order to uh create a vibration with our lower so that it can feed itself because the ego feed itself from low frequencies uh and so the way to bypass uh, uh the action of the ego is to stay focused on the here and now on, on the eternal now, because it is in the now that our true self uh, resides, which is the soul. Um, when we are cut up in the narrative of the ego, uh, now the, the soul, we cannot hear anymore the voice of our true voice, and we are lost in this long chatter of voices that are coming from our head that constantly take us in the ride of what it could go wrong in the future and what went right wrong in the past and um, it's like a roller coaster of emotions and um, so basically one of the most important thing uh, is to uh, try to focus on the here and now and there are many ways to do that um, and that's something that uh, I always have been doing since I was a little child. Um, so it's, it's a big part of my creative process. The now is, is, is the beginning of the creative process. I have to start from the now because in the moment I allow the ego to come over, to come, uh, to come into the, pro the creative process, the product of my creativity now is polluted is polluted with contraction, with fear, with expectations, and it doesn't have the pure essence that uh, is at the, uh, which is the the fundamental key for being of support. 
And the ego is a tricky thing. We need it because we're human. But the aim of the game, so to speak, is, as the wise sages have said, is for us to ride the ego as opposed to the ego to ride us, us to ride the donkey. And sometimes that is difficult. And Marco, what about people out there that are awakening at this time, but have no idea, no clue what to do? And it can be very, very overwhelming this whole state of being, this whole process, what would you suggest? Because I know that your work is about, as we spoke about earlier, is about realigning people to um, within their lives. Now, how do you do that? Well, the, the first step uh, for everybody is to become aware of who they really are. Because for as long as they define themselves uh, through the voices of the ego, and they define themselves through the voices of the system, of the society, uh, to the point that they believe that they are the ego, because that's what's happening, what has been happening in the last uh, hundreds of years. Uh, we, we, we got to the point when uh, where uh, we are uh, so lost in the ego that we believe that we are the ego. And uh, we believe that this game that we are playing is the only thing that exists. And once you are cut up into that kind of uh, uh, believing system, of course, life becomes extremely dramatic um, and, uh, and very, very uh, difficult, uh, very challenging. It's full of emotional swings because the emotion drives your car, uh, because the ego constantly triggers your emotions. So you have one good day and then five bad day, and then one day up and one day down, and you keep navigating uh, through these emotions. So you are basically in, in constant reaction rather than to be in, in relationship with, uh, with life, you are in reactionship. So the first game, the first uh, step is to start to understand that we are not the ego. And so when we have a feeling or an emotion or a thought, the first thing is to question who is who is having these thoughts? Is it me, the ego mind, or is me, the soul? Once we start to develop the ability to discern from these two voices, then we start to be able to build a new foundation on our life. And uh, a lot of things start to change very rapidly. And tell us a little bit about your work, Marco. What, what do you say? Tell us a little bit about your work. Okay. My about what do you do in your creativity? Because there's so many things that you do. You compose, um, you sing, you make music. There's so many things. Tell us a little bit. Um, about how your work, how you use your work and to help people through this process. Okay. Um, 
my work started again when I was a little child, when I felt uh, right away the frequencies. I tuned in with frequencies of the collective. Um, and uh, I, I immediately felt the heaviness and the fear and the pain. And immediately I went to music. I started to um, create music with the purpose to uplift my surrounding um, because I was aware that we all come from sound and sound uh, and music, when they are purely conceived, have the ability to dissipate the illusion of separation instantly, more than probably anything else. Uh, and so with that, uh, with that, um, uh, awareness, um, I was uh, creating music. And, and so I, I kept creating music uh, until uh, um, it came to a, a time when uh, in my 20s, uh, I started also to be involved with other expression of, uh, of art, uh, like uh, photography. Um, and uh, and it was photography has been always a complementary tools to music because it was another piece of the puzzle uh, that I was putting together. Uh, and then uh, about uh, I would say ten years ago, after I'd been in America for more than twenty years, uh, where I was uh, living out of music uh, and also keep doing some photography. About 10 years ago, I, uh, I, re I received an invitation from my soul family uh, to add to my cocktail of, uh, of, uh, of uh, artistic uh, products, also the word, you know, basically uh -huh. uh, they, they would say it's, it's time for you also to start to, to talk, to say things and to add the word to your music. And so I, um, I accepted that invitation. And, uh, and so as soon as I started to I say yes to that, I started to be invited to, to do talks, shows like, like yours. I started to be invited to do interviews. And then I started to create workshops where I would blend uh, the music, the, uh, the composition, and the images with uh, spiritual metaphysical informations. Uh, and, uh, and that's what I've been doing uh, uh, since, uh, since, since today. And uh, that's what I'm continuing to do uh, because that's uh, my way to bring support to people, to um, help them remembering through the power of music, through the power of, uh, of images and through the power of words. Now, Marco, with these workshops, say I was to come to your workshop, what can I expect? Are they um, small workshops, big workshops? What sort of thing can I expect um, when I arrive and the experience? What sort of experience um, are you sort of facilitating, I suppose? Okay, well, first of all, these uh, experiences that I am uh, uh, producing right now at this time are not 
definitely are not for everybody. These are uh, experiences that are for those people that um, are coming to a point where their life as they knew it, as they know it until now is becoming unsustainable because there is a part of them that just simply cannot anymore sustain the game of survival, the game of, uh, of uh, accumulation of uh, trying to, you know, to, uh, to deal with scarcity, with the illusion of scarcity, uh, and having to play all those games by the system, the matrix has been um, uh, uh, involving them for so long. And now they just cannot do that anymore. This is because the vibration of the earth is uh, rising up, and so what is happening is that all the all that which does not belong to us, all that that is not the reflection of our true essence is coming to surface so that we can look at it and also very important, appreciate it because it's only, it's only through appreciation where we can let it go. Um, and then again, let it go. And, and start a new journey, pretty much like the caterpillar needs to let go of the cocoon at a certain point and become a butterfly. So this workshop I do are for those uh, caterpillar that are kind of lost, they cannot fit in the cocoon anymore. They still yeah. don't know that they are a butterfly or maybe they have a very, very unclear idea. And so they come to the workshop uh, where they receive information that can trigger their memory about being this amazing, beautiful butterfly ready to fly in your journey. And do you do that with music? I do that with music. I do that with the words. And I, mm -hmm. do, uh, I also involve people uh, sensorially with, with, the, with their senses, so with the images, with the photography, um, with meditation. Uh, so it's, it's, uh, it's a cocktail of, uh, of information that comes from different waveforms. Uh, and of course, the words are very important because with the words, we uh, can trigger the memory when we, uh, we uh, uh, share certain information. And then immediately those words are supported by music that is in 432 megahertz. So it's a music that is more, um, can be absorbed at the cellular level. Mm -hmm. And then of course, meditation and movement and dance. It's a, it's quite a, a beautiful experience, I would say. And do you offer one-to-one, -one, Marco, or is it uh, in a group? Yes, one-to-one. -one, I, I, uh, many people, are, uh, particularly since uh, the last couple of years, where we have been through a lot, uh, I, I'm receiving hundreds of phone calls of people that want to talk, wants to, well, they really try trying to understand what's going on because they cannot copy anymore with their family. They cannot copy anymore with their jobs or with their logistics, um, but they haven't, they haven't uh, established a strong foundation 
in in their true essence. So they still don't know who they are, and so and all they know is what they cannot face anymore. <laughs> so they are in a sort of uh, almost like a, a panic uh, situation, and this is a necessary um, passage. Uh, the to, going back to the metaphoric idea of the caterpillar. Of course, the caterpillar. There is a moment that he's in panic because he doesn't understand anything anymore. Because he sees itself uh, this radical transformation that is happening. He sees the cocoon that is, is is collapsing in front of his eyes. He thought that uh, he was a caterpillar, and that's all he exists. The cocoon, the life within the cocoon, is the only thing that exists. And now he's starting to realize that uh, that life is fading out from. Uh, from uh, his existence. And uh, so uh, it's quite uh, an intense time for humanity, for many, many uh, humans right now. And so people like me and like you and like many others, are, uh, which are not completely lost in the game, so they are, uh, they are not identified with the, with the game. They know that there is a game, but they are not lost in, the, in, the, in it. Uh, and so they have a, a bigger perspective, a more holistic uh, uh, perception of life, uh, rather than the linear uh, perception of the ego mind. And so they are able to provide uh, some sort of uh, support, but only to those that are uh, open to receive, because you cannot force anybody uh, through help. It's a fantastic analogy, actually, of the caterpillar and the butterfly, Marco, because many years ago, I was on one of my travels and a wise, very, very wise old man that we had gone to see in the middle of the desert had explained to us a similar um, story such as yours. And the one thing that was so important and so um, poignant was this, is that I didn't realize that when the caterpillar is in the cocoon to become the butterfly, one of his students um, had said to him, and there's a famous story about this as well. So I, I think it's uh, wise people know about this sort of thing. They had tried to release the butterfly to help the butterfly from the cocoon and the butterfly was released but the butterfly died straight away and the point was we need that struggle in the cocoon because unless the butterfly has that struggle his wings are not strong enough to fly once he's out of the cocoon so he has to make that journey through the cocoon through the release of the cocoon himself. He can't do it, you know, with the help of anyone. So now that you're talking about the caterpillar and the butterfly, I'm reminded of this story in that we can help to a point, but we can help only when somebody wants to change. Absolutely. We, we cannot force anyone to change and whether that be in our private life our family life our work life whatever in our social life 
a lot of issues arise in confrontation with people is when we're trying to force each other to change, to go against our nature. And as you quite rightly said, which is a really, really important thing, is that person has to want to. And some people are also not meant to. It's a really important thing, I think. Absolutely. And that's why uh, those like me that interpret that role of supporter have to be extremely sensitive uh, and monitoring their effort to help. Uh, first of all, uh, you cannot overimpose your help to anyone. Uh, that's not how uh, high conscious help works. Yeah. The only way you can help people is to become the expression of your true essence as much as you can. Uh, in a few words, the more you brighten up your light, the more wherever you go by reflection, not by overimposing your light, but by reflection, you illuminate. And then there will be people that will resonate with your uh, light and will come to you. And there will be people that will not, are, will not resonate and will uh, uh, um, get uh, far from you. Um, and so that is the natural way to help. Just be the best of who you are uh, through the expression of your highest joy. And one most important thing in this formula is that you have to remove your expectations. Because for as long as you have expectations, uh, then you, your, uh, your essence is not pure. Uh, so there is a difference between an expectation and an intent. Uh, the soul has an intent to, to support life, to support the evolution of the human journey. The ego has an expectation. What is in that for me? Uh, I need you to like me. I need you to validate me. I need you to compensate me. I need you, I need you, I need you. Uh, and that's where uh, people that are like me, they are constantly in every moment of their work, constantly monitor their vibrational offer and make sure that uh, they stay in the intent, not in the expectation when they start to uh, exercise their uh, joyful support. Indeed. Very true words. I remember my grandfather said to me when I was very young, do not expect anything and you will never be disappointed. Yeah. And it's never a truer word. So what you're saying now is resonating on a far deeper level because it's true. It's true. And, and ultimately the truth shines from each of us and it is about finding our light. It is about becoming our light. We already are. But as we said earlier, you know, sometimes we forget. Mostly we forget. But you are here, for example, Marco, and 
a lot of people that are interconnected right now are here to help humanity. Absolutely. Yes. And um, again, it's very important that we maintain uh, uh, neutrality. So there is not, uh, that's another very important ingredient. Uh, neutrality, which is not, it doesn't mean to be passive uh, or, or to be uh, uh, indifferent. Neutrality is the celebration of free will. Neutrality is the ultimate unconditional love where um, I, I, I don't step into my reaction uh, with my emotions but I stay neutral. So basically what happened is that as a soul, I recognize that there is a perfection in everything. Uh, and uh, there is not really, from the soul point of view, there is not right or wrong. There are just different frequencies and different level of experiences. Uh, and so with neutrality, you step out from, ju from judgment and you just allow uh, any everyone to do what they need to do without judging, without pushing, uh, without interfering. It makes you absolutely sure that you don't interfere with the other uh, evolutionary process. Uh, and the help when it's forced is is like an inter interferences. It, it, it does interfere. Uh, it can be a, a, you know, a, a, an obstacle sometimes when you push somebody to change because you think that's the right thing to do. So uh, people like uh, the, the people that do what I do, they have to make sure that they remove the need of other people to change, the need of other people to understand. Uh, you just have to uh, let go of all those, uh, again, expectations. And uh, that's the best way to, to basically, what you have to do is to be fully yourself. Yes, because sometimes to what we think as being helpful can actually be detrimental. Yes. To the, to the other person and to ourselves as well in the process, because it is an exchange of frequency, as you say, of energy between people. And one of the things that I have really seen in the past couple of years, Marco, I don't know about you, I would be interested to hear your thoughts on this, is that people that we once, we thought we knew, because we can never really know anyone unless we truly know ourselves. But people that we used to get on with, people that we thought were friends. I find this, and when I talk to people all the time, they say the same thing. They just don't feel that they're on the same level anymore. They can't even communicate with people in the same way that they've known for a long time because it all seems misunderstood. Yes. This and is, in a way, it's talking a different language. Yes, yes. This is a, um, this is the the process that we are experiencing right now. Everyone will experience uh, because we are at a big turning point. 
And we can say that uh, there is a split that is occurring because there is a, quite a number of souls that have not, have not finished their work in the lower frequencies. And there is another part of humanity that is actually ready to embrace the new frequencies. And that's when uh, unconditional love has to come to place, where we are uh, uh, able to let go uh, through love to our dear ones that has, have not finished yet their work in the lower frequencies. So without judging them, without making them wrong, we just allow them to continue their journey, even if that means that we are going to uh, separate for a while. It's going to be just for a while because at the end, all the roads bring to the same destination, which is love. Uh, and from the soul point of view, there is no time, there is no space. Um, there is just the, the eternal now. And so it's not a big deal if uh, we take, uh, we be apart for a little while so that you can continue to do the work that you need to do and I can continue mine. Uh, and then we'll meet, we will meet again, uh, you know, in, uh, in, in a not far distant future. Also because again, future doesn't exist. This is only, this is only now for the- Yeah, yeah. It's true, we are the children of, of now. And what a beautiful way to look at things and what a beautiful reality that is. I love what you've said here, Marco, because it's a temporary, in effect, what seems to be a separation. But in fact, it's what each of us, each and every single soul out there, has their soul promise, has their soul contract. And no matter what happens, we are all bound by the thread of love. Yes, absolutely. And so uh, this uh, allowing uh, things to happen, you see, this, uh, this uh, fear of separation is uh, connected with the uh, primordial uh, fear, which is the fear of, of, uh, of death, uh, which also can be said that is the fear of living, because humans, uh, they say that they're afraid to die, but in truth, they're really afraid to live fully. But uh, at the bottom of our struggle, uh, there is the fear of death. And death is a perception that occurs only because we have been in a sort of a quarantine for thousands and thousands of years. Uh, and our DNA uh, is functioning only a small percentage. Now we are in a process when the DNA is activating and uh, that means that uh, our reality perception will go back to its original blueprint and we will be able to capture signal uh, that goes far beyond uh, the life on earth. And once we are able to have that ability to capture sing uh, uh, signals that are, are beyond uh, the physical experience, then of course the perception of death will not exist anymore because if I am going to die, which I'm not going to die, I'm just, just leaving this avatar, 
leaving this uh, operating system to embrace a new one because I'm done here and I, I want to continue my journey somewhere else. Now, if my DNA doesn't work, of course, when you leave this uh, physical journey, I won't perceive you anymore. And I would, I would say, oh, he's dead. I don't see anymore. It's not anymore in my life. However, if my DNA is activated and you change or I change my avatar and I go continue in another uh, realm, because our DNA has a, um, a bigger capability, uh, capability to, to capture signal, our interaction will continue, okay? It will not uh, stop to exist, that person. It will just be in another situation, but we will continue our conversation. And so we will realize that there is no such a thing as death. And so letting go temporarily at our loved ones uh, now, all of a sudden, it's not such a dramatic uh, uh, experience as uh, it was when we were thinking and feeling life only related to this little tiny um, uh, aspect, which is the physical form of Mother Earth. Yes, and you know the well-known Sufi saying of die before you die, which is really the fundamental of life, because it is very true what you say. In the past couple of years, with what has gone on with the planet and with humankind, people have, in fact, I believe, split into two. And one of them being that they were so afraid of death that they lost their freedom on many spheres, on many levels. And there's the people who, in fact, accepted that this was a wake-up call to actually really live. And I think actually through time, this has always been the case. There are people who are so afraid of everything. And as you said, predominantly about dying, that they don't live. But unless we remind ourselves every day, and it's not a morbid thing, that our life is less than the blink of an eye. It's actually held in between the inhalation and the exhalation. It's that moment. I don't think we ever really learn to live. Well, um, again, the, our perception is going to now dramatically and very rapidly change. So the how we're going to live is going to uh, to have a completely different meaning. It's like a humanity has been uh, inside a, a theater uh in a dark one uh in a dark environment watching on a movie for so long to the point that they believe that they are the movie and what's happening right now is that uh, the light of the theater are rapidly turning on and so people are starting to understand that they are actually in the theater and they're watching a movie and 
And what's going to happen now is that soon they will hear a voice that says, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the show is over. You can go towards the exit. Um, and uh, so that already will create a panic. Uh, and people will grab their seat. They will not, they will not want to leave that theater just to thought to, to just just the idea that there is something outside of the theater is scary um, but this is again is the caterpillar that has to go through the cocoon and uh, and let it go and then once they open that uh, exiting door they will uh, basically find like a white canvas like imagine a painter that has in front of itself himself a, a canvas completely white and has an, an infinite amount of color uh, to pick from, to choose. And he is going to be the only one that will decide what color, what shape and form is going to be in that canvas. Because before, inside the theater, the painter was always told what to paint, which color to use, when to do it, when not to do it, how big, how small, you know, and now we are going towards a, a new reality where we have, we are 100% responsible. We have the ability of to respond is 100% our. It was, it was always like that. But for about 10,000 years, we embrace uh, the uh, program, the idea of victim and savior and victim and uh, victimizer. Uh, and we play that game, that illusory game where we are victim and there is uh, somebody that does things to us. Uh, there are always outside circumstances that, that dictate our reality. And of course, we are extremely powerful. And so if we choose that there are outside circumstances that dictate our reality, then so it is, because we create our reality and we are very powerful. So whatever we say, it is. Uh, but again, now by exiting this uh, matrix, we will have to embrace full responsibility, 100%. And that's probably the most scary a thing that uh, uh, many of us will have to face. Are you ready? What? Are you ready to do this? Well, uh, that's the fun part. Uh, it, the okay. amount of the amount of readiness it never ends. There is always more to be ready to, right? But, yes. Uh, Yes, I feel ready. And again, uh, there is more that I need to learn to be ready uh, to. And, and that's what is, is the beauty of this journey. We have to remember that the, the joy is not in the destination. The joy is in the journey. Because many of us, oh, when we, I will be there, I will be happy. Um, you know, when paradise will come, finally, I will be happy. But uh, uh, I have to say something. Paradise, after a while, is very boring. Okay? How long can you stay in a beautiful beach, sit down, <laughs> and uh, have a little cocktail and watching the dolphin? 
I mean, you can do it for 15 days, one month, maybe two months. After a while, you say, well, okay, let's do something now, right? <laughs> let's let's create. Yeah. And so now you jump again back into the adventure. And that's the joy. The joy is in the journey. And that's why we need to enjoy right now, where we are right now, uh, our life, rather than what is going to be in the future. Um, so, uh, to answer your question, I'm ready for the right now, and I have to, and I, I will be. I, I have more to be ready for what is coming, and that's and that's the spiral circle of uh, of creativity that uh, make this journey magical. And the journey is eternal, of course. It is. It is eternal because we always existed we exist and we will always exist so we can relax we can just enjoy and it's enjoy the ride in fact enjoy the ride and enjoy the experience and what a wonderful life it is yeah it is it's just really amazing and um i mean if we humanity would uh, have a glimpse of what we are going to experience once we pass through these uh, next few months or few years of uh, transition. Uh, I mean, we have been experiencing the human experience only in a very, very small percentage. Uh, once our avatar, our costume, our body is fully activated, and Mother Earth is uh, um, uh, retur has returned to its uh, original blueprint. The human experience is one of the most uh, amazing experience that the soul can have. Uh, there is not so much better than that. Okay, and so because in this planet. Uh, and uh, this planet and this uh, human uh, form has the best of the best of the best. It's really the most, the closest thing to the prime creator that exists in a physical form. And in fact, the, the most important thing, you see many uh, think that spirituality is going out there, somewhere out there. The spirituality that is occurring right now is the magical integration of being physical and being spiritual. So it's not that we are going up there. We are bringing paradise into this physicality. That's the incredible experiment that humanity is going to, uh, to um, express in the next few years, few decades. It's true because we are part of the source and we are the representation on this earth and on many other planets, of course, and other dimensions and other realms. But ultimately, our essence is divine. And only one ray at the moment is here. But if you can imagine, as you say, when we are in our full power, it would be an extraordinary 
sense of being. Yeah, uh, in our in our DNA, there are divine codes. Yeah, that are about to be uh, activated as we speak. And in those divine codes, there is the ability to uh, to create as much as the prime creator has. Uh, and humanity destiny, from my point of view, is the one that will, uh, once the codes are activated, will liberate not only this planetary system, but many other form of life from the artificial intelligence. So within the, the humanity DNA, there are divine codes uh, that uh, will uh, have the ability to transmute once for all the eternal battle between good and evil. And evil is the, uh, the artificial intelligence. Uh, and that's why I believe all life forms right now are watching with great trepidation, with great excitement, the awakening process of humanity, because they know that once humanity is awakened, um, there's going to happen so many amazing things for, for, for everyone. They say, Marco, that we have trillions of volts within us and each one can be activated through this divine code. And each one of us has the divine code within us. And it is unique and miraculous because every single thing in creation has it in its DNA. The activation part of it, um, no matter how much anything or anyone try to stop that activation, it is, no, it is never going to be possible because ultimately the light will always overcome the dark. Yes. Yeah, and uh, absolutely. And, uh, and so we go back to our role as uh, star seeds which is to facilitate through, not through sacrifice, but through joy, through the exercise of our uniqueness and our joy to uh, help uh, other fellow humans to activate their codes. That's basically the purpose of people like me and like you. It's time, it's time to be and not to be afraid, not to let anything overshadow this huge, it is a grace from the divine. It is a time when we can join together collectively and welcome with love, and with compassion, a new earth. Yes. I'm talking to you now 
it is a reminder for people out there, a reminder for myself, hearing your words, Marco, that there are good times, better times, and phenomenally beautiful times ahead of us. And it's very important, your message. And I thank you truly for that. Because we all need to be reminded. Yes, it, it is. Um, well, again, it's it's um, it's a great privilege for me to be able to interpret this role at this time, like many others, uh, and uh, and exercise. I'm the first one that is gaining uh, benefit from this because. Every time I have to uh, have a dialogue like the one we are having, or I have to create a new piece of music, or I have to uh, produce a workshop where I have to answer the question and find ways to uh, be of support. Every time I do that, I am the first one to be surprised by what come out. Because, <laughs> yes, because in order to do that, I have to, step away and allow my higher self and my soul family to come through. And so I am the one that is, 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 is triggering his own memory, uh, you know, his, own, uh, his own process of remembering. So I am the one that benefit, uh, I'm the first one that benefit from what I do. That's why every time I'm in front of someone or a workshop or people, I am the one that is most appreciative and more and most grateful because thanks to uh, these uh, uh, other souls that are in front of me, which are basically a mirror. They are just a mirror of myself. We mirror each other constantly in order to see each other and recognize ourselves through, uh, through the others. And so... Um, that's why I have no expectations because just the 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 uh, the uh, the, uh, the gift of being here in front of this situation it's already the biggest reward I could ever have, and so anything else that comes is just an extra bonus, but I'm already fulfilled just by the honor of being here and, and being able to interpret this role, which is basically the role of both being a master and being a student because master and student are two faces of the same coin you know yes very much so very much so and hearing some of the things that you spoke about tonight it illuminated you know corners of my soul that needed illuminating once more and I think we all do that with each other in every interaction that we have with somebody whoever it may be sometimes they're not so pleasant but then that teaches us something we need to look at something and as you said we are mirrors and we need each other we all need each other we need to see the reflection of ourselves and equally we need to feel the reflection of love within each other's hearts. Absolutely. 
And uh, again, that's why it's so important for us to remember who we really are, because once we understand who we really are, we start to see that uh, everybody else is us. There is not separation. And that's when, that's the moment where there is everything that is dark or negative will collapse because once I realize that I am you and you are me, of course, I'm not going to hurt you or to cheat you, to cheat you, uh, create any harm to you because I see me in you, right? So that is the maturity consciousness that we have to reach, uh, which is uh, greatly... um, uh, the, uh, the obstacle is the ego that creates this uh, false image of separation constantly. And that's the work we have to do. And then we go back to what we said at the first. When, when something happens, we need to realize, okay, who is thinking or feeling this? Is my ego, which is intelli- artificial intelligence, or it's my soul, which is my really true essence? And once we start to be able to have the ability to discern between these two possibilities, then the game is over. Yeah, very much so. And it's a journey that is filled with all sorts of emotions, with fears, with joys, with happiness, with tears, with laughter. But we are privileged. We are so so lucky to have been given this as a gift of life at this time we mustn't ever forget that yes Marco it's been a pleasure really it's been fantastic to talk to you and to be reminded of the simple yet eternal truths that you speak about and I want to ask you for people out there that would like to know more about your work or that would like to contact you where is the best place where they can see your work or contact you what's the best way to do that Okay, for uh, the music, I have a website uh, which is uh, soundsofoneness.com soundsofoneness.com and then I have a blog uh, which is uh, uh, well the title is in Italian laviadellanima.com and I can uh, I can write it down and then you can probably post it in the podcast I don't know if you have the ability to post uh, links yes yes you can give me the um, address of both of those and I will put it in the notes and then people can follow the link and come to you Yes, and the, and the blog La Via dell'Anima has a, 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 an English session, so in a Spanish one, so it, it can be uh, you click on the on the English flag, and then you will see the whole uh, um, pages uh, and all the the stream of work in uh, in English. So it's not probably for if you don't speak Italian. Wonderful, wonderful, Marco. Please come again. We can have. Um, another beautiful talk and you can share much more of your wisdom with us absolutely i'm looking forward to it thank you thank you for uh-huh. and my regards and best to beautiful bella italia as thank always yes. <laughs> thank 
keep spreading that beautiful light of yours. And um, it is quite phenomenal, the work that you do. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Take care and speak soon. Bye-bye. Ciao. Bye-bye. Bye. Marco Missinato. What an amazing conversation about things that are not your everyday conversation, but something that we really should be speaking about more often with each other. Thank you, as always, for sharing these wonderful moments with me and my truly spectacular guests. Tonight, I leave you with one of Marco's beautiful pieces, which is called Unfolding Secrets, which comes from the album of the same name. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Until next time, look after yourselves and lots of love.
Thank you for listening to Secrets for an Inspirational Life, brought to you by your host, Mimi Novik. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast and see you in the next episode. For more information about Mimi Novik and her books, music and inspirational work, take a look at her website, www.miminovik.co.uk.